0: Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening.
1: So for RPG Day 2023 August the 12th it is oldest game that you still play. And I'm not talking about Nurse.
0: (laughs) 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 Well, that Uh. for me is going to be Dungeons & Dragons. I mean, sure, it's evolved but it's still it's the oldest game you know that I still play very right you know regularly so yeah, i mean
2: pretty much
0: and i've played pretty much every um pretty much every incarnation of it um uh and but i very much like that edition i very much like mm mm-hmm. i love the whole inspiration the uh the personality traits uh and playing to those uh uh Um, items it's I I I find it very enjoyable and the whole you know I can get inspiration for being this character and it allows me to role play that character uh and make it different from others even if it's the same like if I if it's a cleric you know I have a, a a number of clerics but each one is very different because each right. one of them has a different background and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, it's funny you um, mention
3: inspiration. That's if you have a GM that actually gives out inspiration. But <laughs> I true. played with a particular individual GM that, like, is the most stingy I've ever played with, uh, with inspiration.
0: Well, that is <laughs> unfortunate.
1: Yeah. Because cause that does kill a lot of the, the new nuance to the D&D. Yeah. Cause hey, I was a gr- I was a great fan of when they went from fourth edition with the action point to the you can award an action point for something cool to inspiration being the hey if they play their character in character give them a po- give them a point
2: yeah or come
3: up with something yeah. clever or whatever yeah
1: mm mm-hmm. it definitely makes for more of a reason for role play which. Yeah. You know, And it's funny, because in 4th edition, I think that was the biggest one, when people complained about, my players aren't role-playing, they're ro- dice role-playing. Right. Because, of course, in 4th edition, they did come up with some cool mechanics that if... I think one of the biggest problems in in 4th with that one is the... Old school games, I had no problem seeing people role play. It was a lot of the new folks picking up the game that didn't get the role playing aspect. And then that's not really the rules, folks. It's the hey GMs, are you doing funny voices? Are you role playing? Because that's how you get your players
3: to do wow, it. Wow, but that's also around generation where it was, you know, video games. And so maybe we're trying to play mm-hmm. a role playing game like a video game. So <laughs> Yeah. So. But yeah, the particular GM I won't mention by name. We're doing <laughs> Pathfinder right now, and he we there you get hero points instead of inspiration, but part of the game mechanic is you get that at the get one at the start of each game session, which he hates. It's like kills him that we get those. And then Pretty much, that's the only ones we ever see. We never get any others above that throughout the game. Well, yeah, because he's
0: already pissed off that (laughs) that he's not going to want Okay, yeah. I mean... Your
1: damn kids get your hero points off my yard. But see,
0: I have difficulty with that because it's like, well, if your players aren't having any fun, and if you're engineering it just to kill them, you know... (laughs) Well, he doesn't do
3: that, but...
0: (laughs) But, but you're also the, limiting the the you know, the ability for the player to pull out, oh, oh, no, you know, that wow yeah. moment.
4: But and it you also know? affects it affects the game mechanically. You know, it's like that mm-hmm. the the combats are you're supposed to have these points available for extraordinary moments to balance the encounters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it reminds me of a time I played Scion. A couple, a couple of years ago, maybe twenty, uh, where uh, you play as demigods. You know, it's a white wolf mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, I
0: love Scion. It's a
1: great white it's wolf. It's wonderful.
4: Game. But the DM, the the storyteller, thought that it was overpowered for our characters to have auto successes. You know, when you when you put points what? into as a Scion, when you put points into a skill because you're a god, you're you get an automatic mm-hmm. success for each skill point you put in there, and then. Yeah. And and then he would complain why our characters were unable to kill the things we were supposed to when we were getting one third of the successes we were supposed to.
0: Exactly. I mean you need those in order to maximize your damage. I mean, because it's it otherwise
1: the way the game mechanic works, you're not hitting and you're you're not hitting, you're not hitting enough to bump up your damage points. I mean, I, I love Scion because it is way over-the-top gonzo-powerful. That's the whole yes. point. You're freaking demigods that can burn legend and re-roll the dice because I said so. Right. It, you know, it is White Wolf where you can burn a yeah. point of willpower to just succeed, you know.
4: But, but when you look at Scion from the perspective of vanilla World of Darkness, it seems overpowered, I'm sure. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I've seen some vampires that are ridiculous. You put the, the all your points into obfuscate and celerity, and you're ridiculous.
4: So back to back to the topic. This one's a little bit more informal, <laughs> uh, and it happens more when people are drinking. But I <laughs> I think I've been playing the extraordinary adventures of Baron Munchausen uh for like since 2000 or so, maybe maybe earlier than that, are you I familiar with this?
0: There... I'm familiar with the copy. I didn't know there was. have got game. a copy of the so, newest edition. So
4: yeah. So the so the game is it, it can be as informal as you want it to be. You know, if imagine the three of us are just sitting in a room drinking and talking, and you have to bullshit an amazing story, <laughs> and everyone has like some money in front of them, and uh, if you tell a really good story, people give you money. And <laughs> if, if someone wants to mess up your story, they can give you money, but they they get to add a wrinkle to it. And you have to, you know, if you incorporate it well into your story, then you just made money. But if that wrinkle messes up your story, then people are, aren't going to pay you for that nice story. So it's just a, it's a little informal, quasi-tipsy, uh, storytelling. Mm.
1: A shit. a a uh, as I joked with one friend, it's a mix between harumph and a catfish story. Yeah.
4: Well
3: it, it's also it sounds, Because that's
1: totally Baron Munchausen.
3: Yeah, it almost and also is very sim sounds very similar to Balderdash, which if you've never played that board yeah. game yes. is I freaking love that game. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like you gotta make up the answer to the thing and Whoever gets the most votes for their answer (laughs) wins that round.
1: Obviously, that was the correct answer.
3: Right. It's like, oh, I bullshitted everybody and made them think that this was the right answer for whatever the hell that – (laughs) or definition of whatever the hell that word was. So –
0: Boulder Dash.
3: Yeah, that's a great board game.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I can't –
3: D&D would – I mean – yeah, yeah, I probably. can't see
1: anything that's beating D and D for me either. I'm like, I mean,
3: when you start with the box set, it's hard to kind of think.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you've just aged yourself into a corner, right? And I mean, it's like I, anything else came out five years after at least. Yeah,
3: I mean, I, I, and I have here and there gone back to like two e. Hmm. So um I, I have had a few groups where we've gone back and played that it's so brutal
2: yeah.
3: nothing worse than being it a level one super
1: crunchy and not in the meaning of rules
3: well i mean being a first level mage with four whole hit points and uh if you're lucky and then uh you know you're one spell so once you popped your you're spell one
4: magic missile you're that, just yes. single one yeah. <laughs> yep
0: and you mean forbid holding on to
1: your crossbow for dear life. Well, as if
3: you're lucky <laughs> you're enough to have a crossbow. One yeah.
0: and your one D four hit points.
3: Right. because <laughs> right, you rolled that shit. It wasn't you started yeah. with an axe.
1: Yep. It's like you trip down one stairs and you die. <laughs> <laughs> like and A cool breeze hits you, you get pneumonia and die. You,
0: you get, get one shot and then you're using your staff. <laughs> Slightly whack things, yeah, the the whack and, and avoid prey. getting hit and
3: yeah. hide. But hey, once you it's got up, a once you got up a halfway decent level, then you were like this, just like powerful. cannon, yeah, uber powerful cannon, yep. but, <laughs> but still don't If get your hit.
1: cleric and, so- and wizard survived, they could run the game, but they had to be protected and nurtured and survive get mm-hmm. there.
2: Yep,
0: blast cannons.
3: Yep. So, yeah, it was it was rough. A lot of dirt naps.
1: <laughs> this floor tastes funny. <laughs> it's like, oh, we
3: we survived the fight. Let me dust myself off here.
2: <laughs> oh, oh,
3: you're washing blood off. That's cool. You survived and actually got bloody. But here, I'm just getting the dirt off from the dungeon floor here
4: because. <laughs> I mean, the, the Wizards are the most famous class for how weak they were, but do you remember failing your save against poison in second edition? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. It, it didn't matter who you were. didn't matter where you were sitting. You died. It didn't matter
1: what you were stung nope. by. It sucked. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's still fun. There's still Wait, other this
1: is why it's
3: there's still other elements that I really miss, especially the character aspects so, and which particularly leads back to the rogue where you know their mm-hmm. rogue skills were their skills and racial uh characteristics had an impact on your rogue skills. Mm-hmm. You know, so you could be a halfling rogue and a elf rogue. And just inherently because of race, there was differences in what they were better at.
1: Yeah, like if you ever needed to climb a sheer wall, you had to have a rogue in the group. Right, one of those that they—you look at that wall, and there's no way anyone but a rogue could climb that wall.
3: But you didn't necessarily want a halfling rogue because they got like a negative (laughs) fifteen to their climb walls.
1: They're sneaky, but not climbing. Well,
3: they just don't have the reach to get all the handholds. So, so but, to,
1: the, to their eyes, it is twice the size.
3: Yeah. So, so that was the cool thing. Yeah, I'm a rogue, but I'm a halfling. Sorry, I'm not climbing that. My shit stats are <laughs> shit. But hey, that long, lanky um, elf—he's like- gonna be good.
0: Yeah, you wanna carry me up there? That'd be great. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and then your okay, armor
0: your, carry the, the halfling up.
3: <laughs> yeah. And then your armor had an impact on your all your rogue skills depending on the armor. And mm-hmm. so it, I liked that aspect. That there was more variances and kind of the those aspects there with some of the races and and I don't know. I I guess I kind of I, liked I, limitation on what you could play a little bit.
1: Yeah, it was less, less gonzo choices, but I do think in 2nd edition you still had that you get experience for the gold you loot, too. Yeah. I think it still had that rule in place. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, no, I think, yeah.
3: But, like, if you're a halfling, you only had, like, certain class choices. If you're an elf, you had certain yeah. class choices. and. Um, yeah, the only thing I didn't the one aspect that I don't think we ever followed that i de- didn't necessarily like was the level limits by race,
1: yeah, so like they cap out so yeah,
3: like an elf could only go to like uh fifth level cleric or something, yeah, you know, and that was kind of weird.
0: Especially considering how long oh. el- elves live.
2: <laughs> right. Right. Ah,
1: uh, but you would retire from adventuring long before that. <laughs> what did
0: you take an arrow to the knee? <laughs> yeah.
3: But you know, humans it's could go elf. all the way up. <laughs> yeah, but they the the demi humans were kind of expected. Okay, so you're going to do rogue for a bit, and then you're going to become an elf or you know a wizard, and then you know, mm-hmm. so you were. They were like the natural multi-classer. Yeah, but yeah, you pretty, pretty
0: much, much like multi-classing when... back then. Well, actually,
3: you had two elements. You had multi-classing and you had dual-classing. Yeah. So I think yeah. I think that your demis could multi-class, which means both classes leveled. But I think like a human and a couple of the races could. Dual class, which means I went to a fighter at up to eighth level, stopped, then became X.
2: Hmm.
3: So there was two or me- heck, look- two mechanics. It was like one you could only take go to a point, stop, and then you no longer got experience in that, and you started your next class. But like elves, Nat could multi-class, but you split your XP between the The classes.
1: Yeah, because like the elf is doing fighter wizard.
3: Right, but I only got, I got ten XP. I had to put, I got five here and five there.
1: Hey, I got one for you. Remember when you die and lose levels? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or worse, the bad guys that would drain Mm. levels off of you.
0: Oh, I hated that so Mm. much. Like when yeah, we were
2: playing brutal.
0: fifth edition and Jim brought out one of the the floating head, uh, or no, uh, it was the Wraith, and mm. one uh-huh. of the instants, and I'm like, oh, no, no, I don't want to lose them all. <laughs> And I was like freaking out. I was like, no! And he's like,
1: yeah. no! And then she fights it in fifth level. And she's like, it just drains some hit points. That's it? Yeah, that, that's
2: yeah. what
0: I'm talking about. And he's like, no, it doesn't drain your levels anymore. And I'm like,
2: what? <laughs> Still, it was yeah. a Back
1: then, the goal was if I drained you to zero, you are now a race.
0: Yeah.
2: It was, yeah. Uh, I was like, no, don't.
3: Oh, uh, it was a brutal system. And then the weapon speeds if you use that, you know. Oh, you got a dagger, you just stabbed me like six times and I'm finally sling, swinging my glaive on the s- second round of combat because it's
1: I was a huge fan of the weapon speeds. I love that mechanic. Oh,
3: I do. But you know,
1: cuz your your rogue comes up with the two daggers and just goes snicker snack while the guy with the battle axe is still grunting and getting it over his shoulder.
2: Yeah.
3: And then I did I know. and the armor was cool because you actually went, Okay, so this is leather and they're using a bladed weapon, so you actually have negative bonuses to the armor mm-hmm. because of edged weapons, but you got really good protection against like uh blunt weapons. So yeah. you got a bonus to blunt because certain armors protect against different things better. Mm-hmm. But it was That's where your lot. mail
1: and your splint come in really differently.
3: Yeah, but a lot of math.
1: <laughs> yep, a lot of math. And and it was all about trying out new rules. I mean, that's the way I always felt when yeah. I was playing it. Is they were totally testing out the rules and see how well they played.
2: The because that's one and thing bionics. that still
1: bugs me with fifth is we don't have a lot of variety. So you don't get the like dwarven tower shields, elven iron bar, right. you know. Yeah, I missed Which that. Which is one thing I do like about the Terranoth for the Genesis setting, is you totally have, if it's this material, you get this added to your thing. So it goes back to that old feel where the setting actually has effects.
3: Yep. Well, I just miss having regular bow and composite bows. I mean...
1: hmm A bow that uses strength instead of dex.
3: Yep. Yep. So... Yeah, it was good, but you know, and I learned so much math in that that I hated in school. D and D is really <laughs> just secretly math. Like I hate math, but oh, we're playing D and D. Hell yeah!
0: Well, actually, one of the reasons why we really encouraged uh, my nephew to to roll, you know, to do the games with us was because you know it would get math in there for you know, well, it's math, and,
3: reading mm-hmm. comprehension. Yeah. Theater, uh, teamwork, uh-huh. leadership—I mean, a gambit of skills and and talents that you learn from it.
0: Yeah, and he gamed with us, but it wasn't really until he's he found out his friends gamed that ah. he really got into it heavy. Because of course, you know, uh, you know, it's much cooler playing with friends than. You know. Well, of course,
3: no. That's but, why I'm yeah. super excited that they have like what, four tables, five tables now on Saturday, on the youth Saturdays at the TGT. Over at TGT. Yeah, they're loaded. That's awesome.
1: Because we need to make sure we foster the next generation of gamers. Exactly. And then we'll find out one day if 5th edition is the last edition of D&D, or will Wizards of the Coast sneak in a 6th before they know what's going on?
3: I don't know, man. All these offshoot games that people are creating. I don't know.
1: Yep. I mean, we're, we're in like a second golden age of RPGs, you know. Everybody and their brother's coming up with the system. And
4: they're all real weird, and I love it.
3: Yeah. Well, because they got to stay away from any – they're like, okay, screw this. We're going to have nothing that some in any way relates to D&D.
4: Uh Monty Cook Games is putting out a bunch of them, and a lot of them are just completely unrelated horror broadcasts that I listen to. Like, three of them have come out in the last year. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, Old Gods of Appalachia and uh, The Magnus Archives, and there's another one I had not remembered. I'm intrigued uh... about the the, uh,
2: the one uh,
0: with the Appalachia. The old Gods yeah. of
4: Appalachia is gorgeous. I love. I it's it's such a thematically fantastic uh, podcast. Nice, but the but they're tweaking and
1: mechanics
3: and everything.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I had to laugh that Hasbro, who owns Wizards of the Coast, is actually coming out with their own RPG for all the TV shows that they own from the '80s. Oh
3: really?
0: See now that wow. just... and it
1: totally. It totally feels like a Savage World takeoff, because you you, you buy into dice, but you do it reversed of what Savage World does. So you're a D12 if you're bad at something, but you're a D4 if you're great at something. Because you have to roll under the target number. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, it sounds like a mixture of of Savage Worlds and Cthulhu. Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, but I think some and of, of course, them are yeah, trying to go away from even dice or even or anything related to the similar d1220s and uh-huh. all that, just because they don't even want that mechanic associated from d&D.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're trying to separate from the d20 system, you know.
0: But it sounds like a desperate gras, you know, uh, grasping at more uh, money than serious. Uh,
3: well, yeah. that's what killed them on that last – when they tried to change the rules, it was all about money because they just said yeah. that the whole reason they're doing this subscription thing was they're not making enough money because people buy their shit and they're done, and then they just play. And then all of a sudden mm-hmm. now we're going after the rules, and now we're going to attack all the people that have been making content for them all these years. And so people are like, well, screw that. And now they're screwing with the AI-generated stuff.
1: Yep. Yeah. That That's the latest one's pissing people off. It's like all these game companies said no AI stuff, and they're like, We're not saying no yet,
3: yeah, but they're saying, well, you I don't know, they're trying to claim something on the a i created artwork that they have yeah. some kind of rights if it's similar to d and d or some bullshit or something. I don't know. It's just like, okay, dudes, you're really wanting yeah. to piss everybody off, aren't you?' <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's like Wizards they're going out of their way, the community you know. games.
3: Yeah, well, Hasbro, they're greedy.
2: Yeah.
1: Yep, I mean, that and they're using the pay-to-play mechanic that most cell phone games and, you know, certain video games use to yep. try to... Oh, and yeah. microcharges. Microtransactions. Yep. 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 That is not the old D&D that we were talking about that we used to play.
0: Correct.
3: Yeah. Well, that's like Pathfinder.
0: It's not they, in the spirit
3: of D and D. Yeah, it's like Pathfinder. All their shit digitally and everything. They they're like, here you go.
1: <laughs> we know you're gonna pirate it anyway, so let's be cool.
3: Yeah, they have a an amazing app to create make characters with for, for your phone and online. And and it's see it's,
1: that's one I appreciate when they have character builders built up, so that way you can get to the game quickly. Yeah, and know. it's all free. And
0: they have, I mean, people who are fans of the Pathfinder are very loyal.
1: Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, they are.
0: I mean, I I don't want to have to write a dissertation to play a game. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, it's not quite that bad.
3: But you know what, though? Actually, the, if you use the phone app, it makes leveling and all that stuff so easy.
4: Yeah. And re- remember that Pathfinder came about because Watsy tried to pull the same shit they did these last couple of years 15-20 mm-hmm. years ago it's, it's, yeah. it's yeah. the exact 3. same 5. shit yeah. Yeah. Well, they're mm-hmm. like
3: we're going to make the proper D&D
0: <laughs> and Pathfinder is going strong with a very loyal fan base and yeah. um, <laughs> the others are just engendering ill will
3: yeah have either any of you played Pathfinder yet? The new Pathfinder?
0: No, I I have not played Second Edition, but I've
1: read some of the books.
3: Yeah. It it it's definitely a little more crunchy, but it's mm-hmm. it it's feel definitely back to two to three point five ish. Um, skills come in much more into the game, um, which
1: is important.
3: So every time you level. Um, you're not just getting spells, you're getting actual skills that are related to either your career, your racial or general, and a lot of them feed off of prior skills to be able to get
1: the. Yeah, they synergize.
3: Yeah, and so it, it opens up a lot more activity to do in combat um, based off of skills and other things, so it, it, it's I, I kind of like it. I
1: mean, that is one thing I miss from 3.5 is the skill points.
2: Yeah. Because
4: you know. if
1: you played a rogue, you had skills everlasting. Yeah. Whereas nowadays, you really still don't have that many skills.
4: I, yep. One of the other things I like from 3.5 were skill synergies, where mm-hmm. you, you mm-hmm. could get your, your jump skill up to five points, and then you'd get a benefit to your to your tumble or whatever.
0: Right.
1: Yep plus two on top of it.
4: Yeah.
3: Now, it's kind of cool so the the your base um well, you got feats which feed by racial and that. Then you got your skills. So the skills which there's a bunch of them, if they have tiers, so there's trained, uh untrained, trained um I forget skilled and mastered or something like that, and which gets you bigger bonuses. And it's built into it, – it's baked into the leveling based on your class and things on when you can ma- move certain skills to, you know, skilled and master and stuff like that. Um, and then there's abilities that you can do based on a skill. So if you have, say, um, medicine, well, there's some stuff you can do – If you're untrained in medicine, some basic stuff that uh, actions you can take. But if you're trained, then there's other actions that you more advanced actions you can take if you're trained in that in medicine. And that's with all of the skills.
4: Yes, but it's far less interesting if you are trained in medicine when you're trying to apply it. But it's (laughs) way better if you don't know what you're doing at all. (laughs) <laughs>
1: Here, stick your finger in this. Right? Hold it there till I say move it.
4: You know, like one of the things you can do
3: if you're trained, you can actually do battle med. You can you can unlock the feet battle medicine which allows you to heal during combat without, you know, mechanically not spells, but if you're mm-hmm. if you're not trained in medicine, then you can never unlock ever use that ability. You can only do a basic heal out of combat so it's kind of cool like that
1: yeah i know with the uh starfinder one shot i got into uh, I, I saw how that one worked pretty well
3: yeah starfinder is kind of cool the mix of magic and races and stuff in space but they need to fix the freaking uh space combat it was way too clunky
1: you mean the fact that they don't have space combat
3: no, there is, but like, okay, so we moved like uh, five hexes, and that took like an hour. Um, and we Two shot
1: ships slowly moving like an Atari game towards each other. Yeah, and
3: we shot, <laughs> and we shot twice in those five turns. And yeah, it, it was it, it was su- it's super clunky unless they fix that. So most people are probably going to avoid any kind of actual space combat, but. Yeah, but I've done the intro module, and it, it was fun. Hmm.
1: And when you get to play cute little guys that look like uh, Stitch, I mean, how can you not have fun?
3: Well, I think I was the bug dude. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I think I was the bug race. I was a neck or a technomancer. I think it was so kind of tech magic. Hmm. Which was kind of a cool concept. Tech and totally magic. Totally have
1: that uh, have that creepy 40k uh, feel. Yeah. I will speak to the machine spirits.
3: Yeah, yeah. But intro for the average people, D and D, the 5e which I I do enjoy, but is slightly basic. Um, and it. Kind of a it 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 simplified to the point that you know it's like yeah you can be a different type of clerics and stuff like that but you could actually be a party of all fighters with different course with different specs and and kind of get along because everybody has heals now that
2: mm-hmm.
3: you know where in like pathfinder not everybody has heals the cleric is the healer pretty much period and know yep. it's kind of all they do almost but. At least what I'm seeing so far with our one healer, he, it's like we gotta constantly, like, oh no, there's monsters! Everybody get in front of me! Like, really, dude? <laughs> like, really? Not
1: my face! Not my face!
3: But he heals like a mofo. <laughs> um. So, but but five E, it's like everybody has some kind of a like innate class heal, some kind of healing for this, and then. You got, you know, it's I don't know.
0: I like it because then it then you're you're not just a heal bot. You can the healer can branch out a little. Right, but
3: but technically you don't even need a healer cuz everybody has some basic well, built in innate healing.
1: Yeah, but you have a that's a one shot paladin and a bard, boom, you're done.
0: Yeah, see, I like playing a bard because I get to augment you know, mm-hmm. not just in, oh, okay, there's a backup heal if we need, but more, you know, oh, well, here's bardic inspiration and, right. uh, you know, song of rest for after the fight and stuff. Yeah, uh,
3: but but again, you could create a party of all bards and have all the basic skills kind of covered. I so
0: want to do that sometime. I think that <laughs> well,
2: would be a hoot.
3: <laughs> well, that are all party of clerics. You can have, there's the trickster cleric, so that... Does a fair job at, at replacing the thief. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you got your Tempest and War, which does pretty darn good as a fighter type. Um, you know, obviously you got your Light and uh, what's Healing or whatever. I forget the other one, but that's your Healer. Um, you got a Knowledge Cleric, like your Master Captain of Skills and Knowledge. and mm-hmm. um, So you could literally do an all-Cleric party and have... Every, most things covered.
2: Mhm.
1: Yeah. I mean, we've we've joked about doing the one, the the one class pony parties. You know, all paladins or all bards or yeah. all clerics. It'd be fun. And you could you could do it and have a friggin' blast with them too. I mean. Yeah. With the six plus specs for each one, there's always variety that they can always be different.
3: Yeah, I, the paladin one would be kind of fun, especially if you kind of flavored it off of. Anybody ever read the is it eddings the diamond throne
1: uh, oh yeah
3: the the, the four or four, five five orders of paladin mm-hmm. and then magic of course was a restricted thing because the sterics used magic but the sterics taught the paladins magic to fight the magic
1: <laughs> and then the paladins said you guys suck <laughs>
3: But but you had your standard like Sparhawk was like the standard epitome of like the basic Paladin. But then you had the the troll, the like the the Viking northern Paladins that spoke trollish and you know fought the trolls and, mm-hmm. and and they each had different flavors. But they were all kind of this basic order of Paladins. So that was kind of fun.
1: And it goes back to keep your oath or you lose your power.
3: Yeah. But, yeah, if you haven't read that series, uh, it's really, I thought, well done. The you only book like far...
0: I read was the Belgariad. Oh, yeah. Well,
3: that's and always the, uh, that's, that's good one. Yeah, that's a long set of books, but so good. I keep thinking about going back and doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's ending. Diamond Throne. Let's see.
0: I don't
1: know. I'm, like, super tempted to see no, the is... audio book.
3: It is David Eddings. So, yeah, the Diamond <laughs> Throne. Um it, it it's really cool. But like what one of the aspects I really like, because people always have a problem with playing paladin, right? At least the old religious paladin. Um you know, they're like, Oh, they're awful good and everything else, but like Sparhawk actually interacted with the Thieves Guild. And did stuff, yeah. and because you know, you kind of got to sometimes use certain things to protect the city and contacts and stuff. So, so he did associate with, you know.
0: Sometimes the, you got to deal with the devil. Yeah. yeah, but I have now. Now that I learned about David Eddings and his wife, I find it hard to oh. go back to. Oh,
2: you know,
3: no, I hadn't heard any of that. Okay.
0: Oh, they were uh, jailed for child abuse.
1: Mm. Wow.
2: Yeah. That sucks.
1: Things just took a dark turn. Yeah, that
3: sucks. Yeah, I hadn't heard that. That's a bummer, but I mean, yeah, I mean, some damn good books.
0: Yeah. No, I the Paul Guerra character, I loved so much.
3: Well, that whole series, the the depth of all the different cultures and the cities and the things going on. And it was just like, holy crap. Mm -hmm. How many books was there in that?
0: Uh, Well, the Belgariad was, um, I think, what, five books? Um, yeah, but
3: that whole thing ran into like a whole. And
0: then you had the Malorian, which was also, you know, and then you had the two other ones, which were Palgara and Bel um, Belgarath. Yeah. Um. uh Belgarath the Swordsman, I should specify. Yep. And um, let's see here, also, but uh, um. But no, I mean i when I was young, I loved the the, the series, yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: it was pretty deep, like I said they got uh, <laughs> you had all the different kingdoms and their different little nuances uh-huh, going yeah. on
0: I love that it's funny because there was uh um you know uh Prince Radic. mm.
2: Mm-hmm
0: uh ba-
3: vaguely remember now like i said i read that when i was like
0: 18, well 19. then i actually had a manager and that was his last name and i'm like so it was like every oh, time wow. i kept thinking of the character you know <laughs> i just thought that was really funny <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> spelt exactly but the-, but the
3: diamond throne series uh that i think that i think the diamond Thrones is the very first one It's such an... uh, If you like like the Paladin concept, it's such an awesome series. It's really fun, the interactions and the different aspects of Paladin and and stuff, so... Um, Awesome. Awesome set.
1: Now I want to go re-listen to it.
3: Right? Um, But I'm always up for like... uh, Short campaign or whatever you want to do for you know if you want to do a all class uh, campaign.
0: I would love to to do it like if it was a paladin one. I've always wanted to play a halfling paladin riding a war dog, you know. Uh, but like for like the god of trickery or something, you know, something, you know, different, you know. Well, but, Paladin, or, though,
3: it's your oath, so it would be a matter of breaking up the oaths, which are a little different, because now they're not religious, which I don't like, but...
2: Yeah. It is
0: technically divine. I mean, Paladins are like clerics. They're divine.
3: They use divine, but they're technically an oath, not a god.
1: Yeah, like you now have the one of the oath of order of basically... You believe in law. That's your that's your holy shtick. Is yeah.
2: law, yeah, which
1: is like the the ancients is basically the old green code, you know, the the elven wood code, you know, yep. or totally if you're a Game of Thrones fan, it's it's the old way, you know.
3: Yep, and then you got the vengeance oath yep. and, and so. the conquest. So they're oaths. There's, they, they took God out of the picture, technically, though they still use divine magic. So.
2: Yeah. And
0: it would be so easy it'd be to do a group of bards. Come on, you're a traveling group of musicians, you know? Or. Oh, yeah. well, <laughs> that would be like a trope that comes into a town that Entertainers. has outlawed dance. Entertainers, yeah, because they don't all have to be.
3: Because not all bards are
0: musicians.
3: Yes, if I'm a sword cleric, or a bard, the sword college, then my skills and entertainment is sword skill.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You're theatrical. Mm-hmm. And then you go into a town where they tell you that dance has been outlawed. Right. And it's Footloose meets D&D.
3: <laughs> uh, but that Indeed. would be fun, everybody taking a different aspect.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah,
0: that would yeah, yeah, that would be a lot of fun. I would, I, I I'm more partial to the bard though, just because I do love bards. But uh, I would be totally down for that, or a group of all clerics. You know, you have the mm-hmm. the cleric of you know, because you have the battle clerics, you have the you know healy clerics, you have the yep. you know tempest ones. I would also be very much interested, uh yeah. into you know. Something like Mm -hmm.
4: that, too. Yeah,
3: those two. What were you going to say, Eric? Sorry. I know we're, like,
4: dominating here. (laughs) No, no, you're fine. I I forgot. (laughs) I'm good.
0: I'm sorry. No, you're fine. I was going to say, the
1: whole campaign starts off with a giant, say, uh, trip to the Mecca of the Church of Light, which is all the good clerics, and you go there to the temple and find out the bad clerics showed up, you know, Decimated everyone but you guys.
3: Oh, yeah. I was going to say, what do you I mean? Because some people don't like the grave clerk, but I'm like, that's not evil. Oh,
1: no. No. Yeah. Uh, that's, it, it's not a death clerk. There's a totally different shtick. I mean, right. like, we grave clerks go out of their of the way grave. to hunt the undead.
0: We have a clerk yeah. of the grave in um uh, one of our Saturday games, uh, monthly yeah. game.
3: They just understand it's the balance of life and death.
0: Awesome. And yeah. Circle of life, man,
1: circle of life. So I mean you can technically look at a cleric of the grave as almost like a druidic cleric that life comes in cycles. Death yeah. is just part of the cycle. Yep. yep. I mean, hell, part of their powers are they can make you succeed on your death save. Yep. That's not I, death. That's that's the grave. Yeah.
3: Bard cleric. Yeah. You could probably I think even with the mage, you could Kind of doing all mage because there's some battleish mages. So,
1: totally have a Harry Potter
2: school. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but Potter. it would be it would be ideal for uh, the session zero to be the character. You know, it's like so that not everybody not everybody has the same cantrips. Not everybody. You know. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't we know. Have, uh, not as much overlap
3: I don't know I think yeah you figure out who wants to be what type of cleric mm-hmm. exactly. or what type what of bard type but would... the spells from there it's kind of up to them and the party figures it out but yeah uh, that's kind be... of the problem when you got a bunch it... of clerics traveling there's going to be certain things that they're just all going to have hmm? everybody's guiding bolt guiding bolt guiding bolt which like, holy plus four poor monster <laughs>
1: Well, it it is is the best cleric spell. I I mean, the fact that I would hit it with Guiding Bolt give you advantage to guarantee yours hits, which then gives Kelly advantage to guarantee hers hit, and then Eric would be like, "How many hit points does this thing have left?"
3: (laughs) Well, then you got the the dead.
1: That's all we need to do,
3: right? Yeah. Or you got the one cleric that I think there's one of them that does kind of Arcana, right? I forget what it's.
2: Yeah, the uh, knowledge so,
3: one. Yeah, so then you got the one cleric going, everybody's guiding boat, guiding boat, and you're like, firebolt. Like what the <laughs> fuck? Like really, dude? Come on, get with the party.
1: Where did that fireball <laughs> come from? <laughs> it's like
3: you, you can't throw fireball. Everybody's doing guiding li- or guiding lights, the uh, cantrip, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Guiding it's bolt. like, come on, come on, people.
2: You got this
3: fireball. Got to be the oddball.
1: <laughs> my god is about magic
3: I tell you what though
1: Embrace, the he cleric knows of things. knowledge
3: is pretty damn good
1: yep
2: they get and, like... and it
1: does make up for one of the weak spots of a lot of the other classes if you don't have a mage or an artificer it totally makes up for the hey here's a skill I'm just good at because god of knowledge
2: yeah
3: I mean they got like Oh, wait, we need somebody that speaks this? Oh, we need somebody that knows about that? Oh, yeah, I, I know it all.
1: <laughs> you know, there's always that one guy. He he meditates, slings spells, and knows things. That's his
2: job.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember. Tried a campaign where I tried to create one, and I don't know, something happened with the campaign, but, yeah, he was this scholarly, like, you know, years in the in the books and doing stuff and all of a sudden they're like oh we need your knowledge in the field it's like oh shit And he's like out (laughs) there with his brand new armor and weapons and he's like shit this stuff's uncomfortable it's like "Ah, where's my bed
1: (laughs) (laughs) i need to go back and be cloistered
3: it's like yeah it's like well he has, like, brand-new armor that's never been worn in They're broken in. It's like, yeah, that looks uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> what do you mean we have to tramp through the fields?
3: Right? Yeah, no, he was definitely, like, you know, prima donna and stuff, like, you know, whining about the heat, whining about that, you know.
2: Because
3: <laughs> he'd been cloistered in, you know, in the libraries for years. So, so it was fun. What little bit I played, but I don't remember what happened.
1: Now there's more game ideas, right? There always be more game ideas, (laughs) and never enough hours in the day.
2: No shit.
3: It's all Eric's fault. That's true.
1: So it is 9 o'clock, so I'll say it's probably a good time to wrap up. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: And yeah, we did a good job. And I think we definitely
1: shitting. covered it. it is D&D, because hmm, I can't think of anything I've played longer than D that is still in play. You know? No, no. Speaking Am of
3: and d Speaking of D&D, and if you have Steam, the uh, Baldur's Gate 3, pretty damn good. It It's very D&D, the whole mechanics, the whole work's amazing. I've been
1: hearing nothing but ridiculously good things about it.
3: Yeah, it's it's really, really good. And it is multiplayer-capable, party of four. See, that's cool. Yeah. So, if you're looking for a game, I would still probably wait until... I think I I bought it in beta quite some time ago. I forgot. They're like, wait, it's releasing? Didn't I play... Play that's like oh yeah I betaed it I played it in beta a little bit but you know buy the beta but um, it, it's I would wait maybe until it's on sale but definitely a worthwhile buy. It, it's very well done and the mechanics is very D D.
1: Yeah, so. that was one thing I liked with the uh, the PlayStation Four one is it really did have the D and D mechanics built in.
2: Yeah.
1: Which why reinvent vent the wheel when you have a, you know, it's like the old, uh, old Republic Star Wars games. It literally had the D20 system in there.
3: Yeah. Now this has everything. You roll your dice, you get to look at your bonuses if somebody can cast guidance in the party. You can choose to add guidance or bardic inspiration and, yeah, it, it's very well done. And lots of good voiceover, or voice, uh, acting scenes and stuff so so if you're looking for course, a new game
1: lots of crazy things I've seen some really crazy screenshots already
3: yeah oh no the graphics are great so if you're looking for a game to play and you like that kind of game well worth it
1: see so. Kelly if you wanted to get off of wow and go to D&D it is your birthday there you go <laughs> you
3: guys can do a well,
1: campaign I mean,
0: I'm gonna together love a time ramp
2: <laughs> <laughs> Dile- a few minutes Such, just, such
3: dilemmas
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so. so That's my little plug For D&D alternate options
1: Hey, Baldur's Gate 3 I mean, it's 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 Baldur's Gate It comes from a long line of great games so.
3: It is, yeah Very much that And Mind Flayers And Get the Yankee you can actually play a Get the Yankee.
1: Oh, yeah. I saw some of the things that, is, you know, they're like, if you do this, you can unlock this. Yeah. Yep. I'm like, uh-oh, these are going to be dangerous. <laughs> all right, all.
3: Have a wonderful night. It was nice chatting.
1: Mm-hmm. Alrighty guys. guys. Uh, go out and drink it if you got it, because it, it is the weekend now, officially.
3: Oh, yeah. I've already started my second Have a good night,
1: guys. All right. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. If you enjoyed our show, please check out D&D Journey of the 5th Edition and Ragnarok and Roll a Scion Hero to Ragnarok Story. Also, check out our Patreon page for more content and behind-the-scenes things, as well as joining us for a one-shot game or two.